0: We've been discussing in the Qudari the arguments against the Qur'an, the Tztakim's who are reading the Torah, learning the Torah. And the Chachim went so far to prove that you can't learn without a Messiah, and uh, therefore we have to learn the Messiah. And now there's actually another argument also, which is what's wrong with the approach of the Tztakim of the Qur'an, some of which are so much more obvious. That it's actually interesting that Ravi puts this into the words of the king, the one who originally asks, like why, why we don't follow them. They seem to have the more simple reading of the words, but there's an obvious objection to that. And uh, like I said, the it wasn't what the Chacham brought up as the objection, but what the king himself is going to say uh, was the underlying problem with the way that the Torah or the Sages read the time So you're holding in like I said, it's really if you ask yourself the question, why are you Alevi, leads this answer which is so straightforward till the end? And he says, Everything you said, your arguments about what's wrong with what the Quran way of, of of learning Torah is within is correct? Because of a simple reason. Because the Torah expects everyone to do the same thing. When Hashem gave us a mitra, the mitzvah, whatever, or Hashem gave us the halacha, so it was expecting that Torah should would uh, would all keep the same Torah, we would all do the same thing. And if that's the case, the Torah didn't expect everybody to be keeping a different religion, everybody to have a different mitzvot that they're holding off. The Torah was expecting Torah so a and by the karaim because they're relying on their own Swara on their own understanding of what the Psukim means, there are as many tracks to Yiddishkeit as there are people. Each one inventing their own interpretation of what the mitzvahs are, and for sure that's not what the Torah wanted, because the it's understood that if you have a rabbi who's meant to be in keeping the mitzvahs then it's not meant to be that everyone's doing a different thing. Now if you have like this, then it shouldn't be like. Uh, it looks like within Klai Israel, the different people doing different things, and it looks like there's two different Torahs. It's understood that the way the Torah is meant to be kept is meant to be kept the same by everybody. And there's not, the only way you can create a system that everybody's going to keep the Torah the same way is if you create an authority that everybody accepts. And therefore, this is the explanation of what the Torah means, or this is the instruction of what the Torah expects, then everybody's subservient to that, everybody's accepting of that, and that's what's going to be the that's going, it's going to be the Mahaib of, of what everybody does. But if the Torah is meant to be interpreted differently by everybody, so then it's going to come, everybody's keeping a different Torah. Now, there's an important point before we go, uh, examine and develop this argument further. There's an important point we have to explain. And that is, we understand that the Torah is meant to be understood by everybody. And of course, anybody who applies their mind to learning Torah will understand differently. When it comes to Limura Torah, when it comes to understanding Torah, when it comes to explaining Torah, so of course we know that there's Shishim Riva Oasis the Torah, there's 600,000 of to Torah, and every Jew, who, from the perspective, the vantage point of his neshama, the way he understands, is going to see the Torah in a slightly different way. And that's why every Rishan is the Kiddushim, the Ritvan, the rashvan, the ran, and the Riva all the same. And every yeah. Akron has Kedoshim. In the other year, was and In the way of Shem, mm-hmm. they're all different. So it's understood. Every person can learn Torah, and every person understands Torah, and it's going to be different. But that's what's in the gear to keeping to learning Torah. And the multiplicity of explanations and understandings is the way that everybody finds their Khelech in Torah. That's not meant to apply to Halakha. It's not meant to be that Therefore, everybody comes out with a different sack, and everybody has, is keeping a different Halakha. On the contrary, the, the Torah itself sets in place a framework that keeps Psak uniform as the Seder Nogdol, and for everything which is a question or a debate or a discussion, it goes to the Seder and the Hira of the Seder Nogdol obligates everybody. You can have a Chacham however great he thinks he is, but if you ask the Agadol, he argues from Heder he's a and therefore the Torah was meant to be learned by everybody, and the Torah is broad enough and the Torah is deep enough for everyone to find their welcome to be Machdash and understand in Torah. But the halacha wasn't meant to be like that. The Kyomata'ura was meant to be the same. And, the, and differences in how to keep the halakha, as the Rambam writes in the beginning of his ectomacy like, at differences in how to keep the only began when there was no longer a central authority that could pass on everything. And therefore now there was different schools and different batadilyim and different understandings. And there wasn't that, uh, you, you, so to speak, that overall authority which could be, which, which could render uh, a Halakha decision which would have everybody because that's the way it's meant to be. That's the way it's meant to be. The that, that halachah is meant to be one. The Torah is meant to be multifaceted, but halachah is not like that. And therefore, the idea that the him approached Torah that each man for himself and everybody, what they think is what they do, is is, is wrong. I mean, I just can give one or two examples of psakim or Khidoshim in psak. I should say. Well, I heard sometimes both from and we are discussing the halakhi no. aspect of a sugh, they came up with certain no. orders and certain questions and certain khidosh and whatever it's going to be. And of course, the post-existence says, I said, that, we should do that now. Should we should <laughs> do that. didn't say halacha. The myself was discussing the sugh. Okay. And, uh, oh, but that, but the few what you say, the few what I'm saying is a chidush. Nalacha is what it says in Shachalacha. We're not going to change anything. I'll even tell you an example like that. There are a number of cases where this came up. One of them was, we've mentioned this Nalacha Shim a number of times, Rosh Lama Zalman held that's a big problem that I said. Because let us say that, because you make a bracha on the cup of on the first cup, and now you have more than the sheer equal on a cup of grape wine until you get to the second cup. So what happened to bracha achrona? You've lost the bracha achrona in the first cup and it disturbed it. What do you do about it? And he had all kinds of chidushim and all kinds of svaris and even at a like strict text like with different study and halach won't be the best thing to do. Bit halacha lemaisah? Nothing. Chazal didn't tell us, did to do any difference? I can raise questions, I can have khidoshim, I can have ideas. That's something they did. Whether we, whether we understand fully why or not, that's what we do. We're not going to change the algorithm. We're not going to make new additions to the Pesach. Okay? We can discuss the on this. We can have questions. We can bring khidoshim. It doesn't mean we're going to change what's accepted as And that's one example The same by Rehijashif. And sometimes the khidoshim of things he didn't appear like should be done differently better. But that's not the way everyone's doing it, OK? But so it's the same you said over here. And therefore, the time of the Korayim is, it can't be Hashem who wanted to make a system where each person is keeping a different religion. And it really is. And there's absolutely no u- uniformity because there's nothing to force that. You can think what you like, and you can do what you like. And as long as you think that's what the positive means, that's good too. And that's okay, it says the, cause it says the king, it's a double posture, that that's not what the, the Hashem had in mind. That exactly. uh, Each person leads up to their own interpretation and is keeping a radically different thing. And not only that, even one person isn't fixed to a certain way of, of keeping the Torah. So Every day I'll think differently. And if that's the case. they will change. Yes, that's what I mean. It'll change. So yes, I kept it this way. they will keep it that way. And therefore, somebody argues with him and says, what meaning, what you, the way you've been keeping a copy, right? Okay, so i have to change to something else. And therefore, if we find people who are agreeing to something, it must be, we have to know, they're accepting it from someone who came before it. Why else is everyone doing the same thing? It must be because they're accepting it. This what's the right thing to do. And if that's the case, there must be that there's a tradition of how to do it. And therefore, how do you ever keep, uh, meet, agree to keep a mitzvah a certain way? When in a person's mind, there could be so many different ways of looking at it. going to be They're going to blame it on somebody else before them. And because of this person, that's how you're doing it. So then you're accepting somebody else's interpretation. You're accepting from whoever it's going to be. And therefore Khiva Atzim Ta'ana Saqabala Amishu Yaseh Ka'zman Yes, you're right, and if that's the case, they should really go to somebody who is even more trustworthy if they're going to believe somebody, and that is, it's the Rabbi Seinim. Chaza. Kiheim Ravim. Ve'ale Yechidim. Firstly, Chaza, were a Ravim. It wasn't one tan or one Amorah who, who gave us a Muserah. We have various of, various of, various of, of Taisho's greatest, uh, Anoim, Amorah, whoever it's going to be, who all pass down the same Muserah. So as opposed to the one Stokhi or the one uh, Karah that they're all being so that's one individual. Here we're talking about Every single door, accepting the same musari. Not only that, they were directed talmidim from the nabim. And therefore, if you, if you prepare to accept that there's a certain way which we learn that this is what it means, so our musari is definitely the strongest musari, both in terms of numbers and in terms of accuracy and in terms of how how, how original it is. Whereas if you been not prepared to accept it, then there's no way anybody will be keeping a mitzvah the same way, because everybody will do it the way they think. And it can't be that the Torah is meant to be uh, left to everybody to, to sign on their own how they're going to keep it. But no, no two people will be given the same message. The, the yes, the, the problem with the Qazari's argument, the Torah itself says that there's one Torah. Now, there's another point here also, which isn't the first in the Qazari, but is the first fashion, later on, the late we also go to this route of explaining the importance of having a Messiah which the whole Torah shall keep. And I send a, a, a certain depth to the explanation. It's not just that that, that you can't have religion of everybody doing their own thing. And that is, if it's understood that the myths aren't random. The myths are there because they're meant to do something. Whether it's to do something for us, and that it's the myth uh, of the from Zabrius, it's there to perfect and to refine us, to bring us to a higher level if it's there to attack in the world, if it's there to have effects in the mind, whatever the taqanism is going to be. So there's something which is going to do the job right. And it's not that anybody, anyone thinks, and that's what they do, so it's all good. It's not all good. It can't be. There's a certain uh, idea that this is what the Torah wants done, and that's going to have the effect it's meant to have, and if we do it wrong, it's not going to have those effects. So that's the case. The fact that everyone's doing a different thing automatically means that the chance of somebody getting it right is one out of however many people are doing different things. Whereas if you're going to accept that there's one way to do it, then you can explain that was the way Hashem wanted. And therefore that's going to have the effect Hashem wanted to have. Um, that's the that, that's the passion in, the, in explaining why the witches have to be beautiful. And that's the case. So then the basis of a correct system of everybody can see, learn or explain to her the way they see fit, it goes back to the point we said before. And that's, if that's the case, it's unlikely that everybody doing different things, all like we haven't what Hashem wanted. By definition, only one of you can be. Because even the, the, the Quran didn't think that the Torah means everything. They didn't think that the Torah, that you can anything you do is all good. They also agreed there has to be one which is right, and one which is wrong. And if that's the case, so then how do you know the one way you've got is right? Maybe the one way you've got is wrong.
1: And when
0: it comes to Krimah Torah? Yeah. No. They also held that those was right and there was wrong. And the, the idea that anyone can do whatever they want, and that's uh, that's also good. That, that idea only started for a, from a previous fallacy, and that is that the myths don't really make a difference anyway. And if that's the case, you do keep them, you don't keep them, you keep them this way, you keep them that way, you can recreate them, you can do what you want with them. Because if a person starts with the mistake, that it's not really so significant either way around. So, if it does make a difference if I do them, it doesn't make a difference what do I do. Which is uh, so, pretty much the, have... the underlying, well, one of the underlying mistakes which reform and conservative and groups like that went. What would be the point
1: of making this then?
0: There isn't any. That's why i ventured that wisdom them too.
1: So why would Hashem say to do something? A
0: hundred percent. It's not a logical argument. But I'm saying if you're starting with that, hanacha, And that is, it's not so important. Then it's true. Anything is good. I'm making an effort. I'm doing something which has Jewish undertones. It's all good. But that wasn't what because the Quraim held. On the contrary, we saw a number of times. They were most inefficient for what they held, which means they held it was very, very important. So they were prepared to put in all the effort to do it. It wasn't coming from a flippant attitude that no, no one really cares anyway. On the contrary, they took it seriously. But then that's the mistake. If you take a, agree that the mitzvahs are so serious, and Hashem wants something from you, and you yourself agree on asking most nephish to do it, then how can it be that uh, it's, it's, whatever you do, is okay, that's going to be what Hashem wanted? If you understand there is significance of what you're doing, then you have to understand that the significance has to be, with well, the way Hashem wants it done. We're going to have to accept that there is one way which a Torah is meant to be kept. It's now, what's the more likely option of being the right way? Even, even if, it, let's say, it wasn't coming from a fact that we have, like, that we look at it, that there's no doubt about it. We have a clear Messiah. And uh, therefore, we're going to accept the Messiah because we hold it was given you know, generation after generation back to Moshe Rabbeinu. So we have no status. But let's say you're not going to route. Let's say you're willing to accept that it is there. Well. The Torah could be interpreted a number of ways, but you've got to get the right one. Very important. Okay, so now if that's the case, if it's now going to be a question between, like he says, Achan or Binyamin or Shaul or Rabbi Akiva, whoever whatever other random person you want to throw into it, who's more likely to have the right explanation? And therefore, this argument is, even if you're going to take out the imperative of the Masayurah, it's still your best bet as the most likely way to read the Torah. It wasn't somebody 10 years ago, 50 years ago who interpreted like this. Or somebody who was much a long time ago, who who interpreted like this. And if that's the case, even if you're not going to accept the Messiah from Moshe Abandon, but you're going to talk about who was the best at interpreting Torah. So you've got to give it to the Moshe, Not just because they were greater, but because there were more of them. It wasn't like each Torah for himself. When we have the consensus of the way we keep the Torah, then it's everybody. And think about it like this. You know, they bring this argument. You see, they say, you know, think of a on the Midbar. Wow, a Tao which made so many mistakes. That's all the Torah tells us about that. One avari after the next, one is after the next. Uh, put into context. We're talking about 10 things in 40 years. And not everyone really involve the whole Klai Okay, so you know, if a person averages like one error in four years, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> they're doing pretty well. We don't think of it like that. But, uh, now, if you think of that, if you put it into context like that, then think of it. Uh, think of it a different way also, and that is we think about Chazal. It's full of arguments. That like the Mishnayos and the Brachimars and the Braces is just like everything Think about how many things are not arguing about, right? Which means every point which isn't brought in the Mishnah to argue about, it means everybody agreed. If there's any Tana anyway, whether it's a whether it's a Ritar, whether it's a Yechon uh, whether it's a Rimei, with any Torah of Tana, you want to go it had arguments So the Mishnah bring you two sides, which means. Everything else which isn't brought in the Mishnah nobody argued. All that the name agreed. And they were going to say it because it was uh, unanimous. So when it comes to Kimat, you think about it, rave, Rav, over 90% of the there's no arguments about it. Think about it. Everyone thinks that everything in everything, 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 there is an argument. No, we were told the arguments. That if it, I can start counting for every argument, how many al-Aqas there that nobody argues with? And the mission doesn't to bring it down because it was unanimous. Well, what's it bring? The mission brings down points of discussion, points with which there was different opinions to. But if you guys were the al think about it. How many things weren't argued about? How many things weren't argued about? And then again, that, that means in all those things where there was an agreement, it means every single time I was on board. Now, so you're talking about not necessarily one person, you're talking about a of hundreds of people. You want some examples? Let's take some examples. But let's talk about... Take any random misachus. Let's take the uh, brachus. Okay, let's talk about misachus brachus. So, when you come to the dinim of brachus, the brachus you say, all the brachus of brachus are brachis and So, yeah, that's, that's a discussion of of misachus brachus. How many arguments are there about brachus? What the brachus are, and which one the brachim are to say when. So, the it, when it comes to a choice of what's the right brachim we should to say in the Mishnayos, you find. Um, one Makhlakis And that is a bracha called Barim in the Shoyim Which Rabihudas and Khadish certain vegetables But when it comes to her Aids and her moits And her girlfriend and his No one argues with these brachas It's an argument about Barim a and Farshim Between every Tarif and Chachamim On one bracha But then again We don't find All the other brachas There isn't an argument If you're going to talk about Birka Samazan There's No arguments The arguments of Birka Samazan are about, are about Zimun And when you come in Sarif and Zimun I'm in Sarif and Zimun But what about the Birka Samazan itself? What are you meant to say? How are you meant to say? It's, it's unanimous. There's no arguments in the name of the Barakas There's a maybe Makhlaikas about what shi'a you need to eat to say Barakas al That's one practice. Makhlaikas b'shalama b'shida. But, but then again, it's, it's, out of all the halakhas, if you look in Sheikh of what the Barakas are, you'll find a few Makhlaikas on small points. On most things, it's not machlaikas. When it comes to the, all the denim of, uh, of w- which foods or which bracha. The rules are accepted. There's no machlokes <laughs> about it. When it comes to what the uh, when it comes to uh, the, shir, the dinim of uh, zimun, again, there's a machlokes <laughs> about the nusach zimun. If you have 100 people, or 10,000 people, whatever it is. Besides that, when you well, there's a fact you need three people at and, and least as far as the Tlernayim go, and what there has to be a din of zimun. There's no argument about that. The the machlokes <laughs>
1: pratim
0: everything wherever there wasn't an argument about it, is agreed on. So, if you're going to look at the Messiah, at least the basic framework of every mitzvah, of every halacha, we don't have a Messiah for one person, we have a for everybody. There might be small details that are argued about, that's true, but the Messiah on the, on the bigger idea of what the Mitzvah is or how it's meant to be, that's pretty much unanimous. And therefore, he says, even if you're not going to accept, the second point the, the king says, even if you're not going to accept the Messiah, but if you're going to accept, what's the more likely interpretation? If you have to agree that there is one interpretation, as if you're starting at this multiple interpretations, do what you like, well, then it doesn't make sense. The Torah doesn't expect everyone to do their own thing. So if you're going to come to the agreement, that there has to be one interpretation. So what's the best uh, The best uh, probability is the And then it says, firstly, it's the uh, Admin against the These ones had a connection to the Naveen, as opposed to people more recent. These ones, are, uh, and therefore it says, The Chacham on, on Be'ikir agree to everything. There's points of machlokes, but on the whole they agree. The whereas the karoim, the argument, everything. There was no agreement. There was no basis with which they had to agree. And therefore, another point: the chachamim in amak The chachamim are coming from Sanhedrin Hedric, which was in the in the of Megdash. Even the 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 way they came to the conclusions was from discussing between themselves what's the most logical thing to do. But now you've got the whole thing to agree to something, so it's still more likely that minadin uh, it would be more of a, a logical reason to accept that than what a certain, one, one person thinks about by himself. There was no, con- there was no, so to speak, meeting of kozari scholars who just, I mean, of uh, karai scholars who came to Mascanet. Each one for himself. So for all these reasons, even if you're not going to accept the the, the concept of Messiah, it's still much more likely that's the way the Torah is meant to be kept. And now he goes back and the Khazari repeats the two questions which uh the kh- that the Khach originally asked him. He says, You're right, Umi sheish Sheuni, Shivasam, what you asked before, Bisharis a Khadish When the Tara says in Shemit al Mosha, this is the first man, this is where you start counting from. And all the all the other months go from that, because the Torah tells us about the Khadishhishi when you got the Torah. and the Khadesh Shvi which is the Yamadin, and so on. What's the Khadish A Forgot to tell it to us. Just, this should be the first month. Which one? Which one? Which is the first month? And therefore, and therefore, I see that the Quran follow the Rabbani, Follow what we say. The first month is Nisan. And when is Nisan? So we have a concept. Sometimes it's uh, the twelfth month. Sometimes it's the Ibrahim, it's the thirteenth month. Except accepted that too. That uh, we follow that in the Ibra when we make the extra month. They accepted that too. What they had a problem was they held that the Kippur should be on the ninth of Tishrei, not the tenth, because of the Apostle. The Apostle says, Okay, so they accepted that Tishrei is when we said it is. They accepted that's when he meant to fast, like we said. the Torah does not that meant to fast either. But they said, Chazal decided that Tainu meant to fast. But that they accepted. Just that argument of what's the right thing. That, that that we said that that's it tonight hello evolution one embarrassed they don't even know which is the right month if they're not going to they don't know which month it is they're relying on us now they're lying on the system we have of wind to decide when the months are made to be that they're prepared to accept if it's not maybe it's well, they should have said that we are the ones who know, not you. And they should We don't know which month it is. They don't have the Messiah who had to work out the months. So you're prepared to accept the Chachamim when it comes to knowing the months. You're prepared to accept the Chachamim when it comes to establishing the calendar. And now when you come to decide which day it is, that, that then know. Now we know better. So he said, "It's not even being consistent. It's not even being consistent. In other words, there's also the areas where the Quran had to admit they didn't know what to do, and they have to go with accepting, uh, the, uh, accepting the Chumim. But now, when they think that they're not bad, now they're going to disagree with the Chumim. He's saying it's not a consistent approach. It's, uh, it's, it's k'ilo. You realize at some stage you have to learn the Misra. But whenever you, you decide not to, so then you, you, they abandon it." The that's the, that's that's the two arguments, which is the what the king says. Uh, we said it's interesting that the the real lady puts it into words of the king. These are both both basic arguments. The fact is that it's illogical that there should be a multiplicity of ways of how to keep something. Uh, and the second way is that even if you're not going to accept the messiah but the, uh, at least go for the more logical option. At least go for the more logical option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's this lundus, this worldview of the kuzari is something we use in a lot of places. Something we use in a lot of places, and that is, of course, if a person is munna and understands that there's a maserun mis- that we makabel we the maserun is pasan are no questions. But even if a person isn't going to go there, uh, and now it becomes a question of what's the more logical of the options. Put it on the table too. But we don't, don't necessarily pass that that's not an option. Because uh, the Kramans the, the are either extreme. Once you're not prepared to accept the Messiah, so the Messiah isn't an, isn't an option. Why not? It's not worse than anything else you want to suggest. Consider it an option too. Consider it an option too. I, I, I very often in discussions of Kirib we use this argument. Someone doesn't want to accept orthodoxy as a, as, as with, because of their, or the Messiah that always was. Say it, don't. But he's considered an option. Let's look what's the more logical option of what the Torah expects. You know, judge it for its merits and logic, even if you're not going to judge it for its merits as Messiah. And that's, because that's what i is arguing to Obviously, this explains the point he said The Chachm can't say that. Because the Chachm's point is there is a Messiah. And if that's the case, I'm not going to concede the point that without the Messiah I'm going to argue with you, but the king can. And therefore the king says you're right even more than you say. Because even if you're not going to prove the Messiah, the truth is let's just take it as another option on the table. Let's just take it as something else which could be a possibility. It's still the most logical possibility. It still makes the most sense. And that's all, that's another point, also. It's not like we, the Messiah makes us accept the illogical. On the contrary, without the Messiah, the Messiah still makes the most sense. It still works the best. And uh, the reason why people have difficulty accepting that is because this stands diametrically opposite to Christian theology. Because anyone who's learned it and tried to. Discuss like explore the, the, where the concepts of their religious dogmas where they're coming from. We'll see very quickly it makes no sense. It makes no sense. But then when you try and attack them on that, they always run back to uh, faith, tradition, whatever it's going to be. Which means if you're not prepared to accept that their tradition or their or their faith, whatever it is, then there's nothing else. It's not a logical option. It's a contradictory option. It doesn't make any sense. They can't explain it. Be'etsim is when the Gemara says when it comes to defending that the, the, the Mahadech explaining the Torah, you're coming from two different directions. We have the Misra'i also. But even without that, it's still the most logical option. And if that's the okay, case, so if you don't want to argue Misra'i, it's argued logic. It still makes more sense. And that's what the Kuzari adds to the discussion we saw tonight, that uh, besides the Misra'i, there's another way to prove that it. it must be the right way as well. So,